Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Battle Line Podcast, this place where we have conversations on that collision of space between community, faith, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Satterley, and here with me is the Director of Publications, my co-host on this podcast, my co-host in life, Major Jamie Satterley. How are you doing today, Jamie? I am doing all right. It's Monday. It's already <laughs> a Monday, but everything is okay. The we, sun is shining. Finally. <laughs> we, we can tell. I'll talk a little bit more about that in my time of joy, but uh, yeah. We can good. tell by your voice almost there for a second. It's a Monday. So. Yeah. Good old Mondays. <laughs> we also have with us here our co-host, our producer, the one who makes this whole thing run, our media manager, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, how are you doing today? Howdy. I am pumped up. All right. Very cool. Woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, as as this episode releases, it is National Salvation Army Week. And this week is dedicated to highlighting the programs of the Salvation Army all across the country. So today we're going to talk over the history of National Salvation Army Week um, and then some other things uh, that are happening in our culture and what the Salvation Army can do to address them. Yep. So, uh, yeah, as you're, we are recording this at the uh, prelude of Salvation Army Week. And when this comes out, it will be the exclude. What's the other word? Postlude. No. Postlude. Yeah. I said exclude. What is that? Postlude. Conclude. Con- That's good. Conclude. Good job. Thank you, Major Thesaurus. You crushed it. <laughs> That's, it's the, uh, it will be the end of National Salvation Army Week. Um, at, you know, when I was a Corps officer and I heard, oh, National Salvation Army Week is coming up, I always kind of was like, oh, no, like there's something else I have to do. I'm not going to be able to do this to the best of my ability because I've got a million other things to do. But that's okay. The National Salvation Army Week is just a week where we can highlight what we're doing. It's not a new program. It's just almost like when the spotlight shines on the Salvation Army nationally and we can just tell our story and share what we do. Yeah, it's just another opportunity to share what you're already doing. And I also think that in recent years, probably not even recent years, it's probably been going on for a while, uh, a lot of units use this opportunity to thank volunteers oh, that's or good. donors. That's good. They're, you know, going out and delivering, you know, things saying thank you for supporting our programs. You know, it's National Salvation Army Week. We couldn't do the work without you. Um, so it's just a good way. It's a good dedicated time to highlight what we're doing and to thank the people who make it possible to do what we do. Very good. All right. Let's play a game. I have a game for you, Major Jamie and nah, Elizabeth. I hate these games because <laughs> right. um, they make me stressed. Here's the thing. So I have seven national holidays. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read them off to you. These are legit holidays. I did not make one up. And then you're going to tell me, is it the national, is it a national day? Does it get a national week or is it a national month? Okay. All right. Does it clear as mud? You understand? Super sure. Listeners yes. at home, you can play as well. Just speak into your radio or your iPhone and we can hear you. Okay, ready. Here's the first one. National Houseplant Appreciation. Is it day, week, or month? National Houseplant Appreciation. Well, as somebody who really does appreciate houseplants, <laughs> uh, stay tuned for what's bringing you joy. Uh, the uh, I think it wow, should be... Wow, Major Jamie, tip in the hand. Tip in the, the cards already. Month. Okay, so you say national. No, no, I I think it should be a month. Okay. But I feel like it's probably like, I'm going to say week. Okay. What do you say, Elizabeth? Day, week, or month? How long... How long are we appreciating houseplants? I think people who appreciate houseplants really want to lean into the whole month. So I'm going to go with it's a month. 
It is a day. Oh. It's a day. Oh we, my gosh, what a do. ripoff. We only Listen, appreciate houseplants one day a year. Lame. Houseplants like sourdough bread. The pandemic brought back a revival for houseplants, <laughs> That's I think. True. People are like, now I'm home more. I need freshness and light. I need things purifying the air. <laughs> so <laughs> bring me all the houseplants. They had such a resurgence. All right, here we go. Next one, number two. I got seven, number two. National Be Kind to Servers Day, Week, or Month. National Be Kind to Servers. We should always be kind to servers. Yeah, that should be, every day should be Be Kind to Servers Day. <laughs> Is it National Day, Week, or Month? Be Kind to Servers. Let's. I'm going to say month. It should really be every day of the year. Okay, we got one vote month, Elizabeth. I think the house plans really threw me for a loop. So I think we're just doing this for a day. Uh, we're being kind of servers for a whole month. <gasps> National be kind to servers month. Wow. Like, well, we can't bother being nice to you for 12 months, but Which this month dedicated this? month will be kind to I, you. I think I have to go back and Google it, but I think it's January, though. I think um, okay. Start after, the year off right. After yeah, start the day off right with some kindness. It's like that's my resolution. resolution for the next yeah. thirty-one days. I'm going to be nice to people. All right, number three, dolphin awareness. Do what? they get? Do Why they get a, a thing? Do they get? A, be aware of the dolphins, everybody. Uh, day, week, or month. Dolphin. I feel awareness. like people are already pretty aware of dolphins. <laughs> I'm going to say a day. Dolphin awareness. I'm going to go with the right? week. It is a month. We are what aware of dolphins world? for a whole month. Listen, I'm just saying we should plants need to <laughs> notch it up. All right. Next one. Number four. International ear care. Day, week, or month. International. If you guys could see right now the faces that Major Jamie and Elizabeth are making. International ear care. Day, week, or month. What do you think, Major Jamie? <laughs> Please just let it be a. I mean, again, we should be caring for our ears all the time, but I'm going to say a day. Internationally, we should be caring for our ears. I like this, how who decided that who's like, you know what? For all Jamie, the countries in the world, the, I'm yes. saying that this is the day we're all concerned about our ears. The G7 who makes that decision. The G7 got together. <laughs> they proposed international ear care and the Russia, China, North Korea, Iran, Saudi Arabia. Uh, Monaco, Switzerland, Japan, they all said, we're on board. Let's go. I like how this, well, there's some really significant problems that we have, like world <laughs> hunger and access to water and education. But you know what we can do? Dedicate a day for ear care. <laughs> all right. So what is it? International I ear care. I say day. Day. Elizabeth, what do you say? I think it's a week. I think ear doctors probably are really passionate <laughs> about their work. And I think they can give a lot of speeches for a week. So a pro-lobbyist uh, ear care thing. Uh, it's a day. International ear care is just a day. Just I wonder day. if this is like one of those things where, you know how sometimes restaurants or whatever are like voted top Philly cheese steak, whatever. And <laughs> it's like only the people in the restaurant voted. I wonder if that was like the ENTs, the ENTs like we're talking and they're like, you know what? We're just going to say this is international. The ear international. Care Who's going to fact check it? Jamie. All right. I mean, I think it was just like Dr. Bob in Wichita, Kansas was like, you know, we need international ear care day. Number five. <laughs> International. Oh, sorry. Lightning awareness. Is it a week, a month, or a day? Lightning awareness. <laughs> lightning striking dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Having lived in the lightning capital of America for several years, uh, I think like the entire summer month should be dedicated to lightning awareness. But uh, I'm gonna say a week. Okay, got a week. Elizabeth, lightning awareness. Are we only aware of a day, a week, or a month? 
So having spent some time um, on the West Coast where fire safety is very big, that mm. makes me think maybe this lightning safety could be a smash somewhere else. So I'm going to go with a week. You are both correct. It is Yay. a week. Finally. So celebrate <laughs> Lightning Awareness say. Week by going outside and looking up. <laughs> All right. Next one. Again, these are legit. Speaking of. These are legit. A random little side tangent. Um, I've noticed an increase in my TikTok of tornado talk have you seen this elizabeth people like standing on balconies and stuff filming tornadoes everybody thinks they're a storm chaser now Now, we really do need lightning awareness and all kinds of other awareness because people on tiktok getting blown away by the tornadoes human this is the human personality american personality when we are told a tornado is coming go inside your closet and hide most people are like nah (laughs) i'm gonna (laughs) go outside and look I watched yesterday, they were standing like on a balcony at the rear of their house and you could see there was one where the fun, the funnel cloud was coming down and you could see like some debris moving around, but it, it hadn't fully connected. But then you could see in the distance one where it was coming up from the ground, but hadn't fully connected to the top cloud. Clearly I'm an expert in tornadoes and know all the terminology. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, let's go. But at one point it's getting closer and closer. And you know, they say like when it looks like it's standing still, that's because it's coming straight at you. Oh, but uh, they look and they, the guy That'll says, save your life, friends. oh no, maybe we should go inside. And then he stands there for another 30 to 45 seconds, just watching, <laughs> trying to figure out. And that's at the point where it looked like it was standing still. And clearly the Bobo didn't know that means no, really go inside right now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but I was like, sir, get go. So yes, lightning awareness. All, we should be having all the disaster awarenesses. This is a uh, um, tornado podcast now. Get off TikTok <laughs> and go in your closet you can or your edit, bathtub or whatever. You can edit later. Um, all right, number six. Number six. Be nice to New Jersey. Day, week, or month. I'm telling you, these are all legit. Be nice to New Jersey. Day, week, or month. I was going to say, are people mean to New Jersey? But then I remembered that people call it the armpit of America. So maybe we really do need this. We just lost all of our New Jersey <laughs> listeners. I don't call it that. People call it that. <laughs> All right. What do you um, think? What do you say? Is it day, week, or month? Be nice to New Jersey. Day. Elizabeth? Please, it better be a day. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking the number of weeks in a year, the number of states. Mm. Um, I oh. think it could be a week. It is a week. I like that process of elimination. That is, yes, that's what? some good. Uh, Thank you. Though I am not aware of any other be nice thinking. to any other U.S. states as well. All we right, last one. Last one. And then we'll move into uh, Salvation Army Week. National Adopt a Senior Pet. National Adopt a Senior Pet. Day, week, or month. People are passionate about pet adoption. Senior say pets. Month. Senior pets. Well, people are passionate about it's like old things too. like a dog too. that has a little AARP card getting that little nickel <laughs> coffee at That's McDonald's. That's my favorite kind of dogs. <laughs> Yeah. What do you say, Senior Elizabeth? discount. They roll around in them strollers. <laughs> they you see, see me people rolling. Around. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, a month. Okay, got a month. Elizabeth, for the I'm win. I'm going to say there was a lack of respect for some things at the beginning, like plants. So I'm going to go with it's only a day. It is a whole month. What? <laughs> Adopt a senior pet for oh. a whole Month. It's like the major increase in those Sarah McLaughlin commercials, <laughs> right? Where they're like, Ad- adopt me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So National Salvation Army Week is upon us. It is five days. It's not National Salvation Army Month. It's not National Salvation Army Day, though I guess you could call Donut Day, 
right? Salvation Army Day. So, uh, Major Jamie, these are not – and Elizabeth, these are not trivia questions, but maybe you'd like to guess. Do you know which president instituted National Salvation Army Week? Oh, they both are shaking their heads easily. Elizabeth, we go. We actually do. Go ahead, Mr. Eisenhower. Mr. Eisenhower. That is correct. President Dwight Eisenhower. Major Jamie, I see you holding up a issue of the war cry there. What would you like yes. to tell us about it? Elizabeth, maybe Elizabeth already knew this, but maybe she learned it when we were putting together this article in this month's war cry on pages 26 and 27 of the May edition. There is a whole uh, National Salvation Army Week, a primer. So you can learn all about how National Salvation Army Week got started, what it's all about. Very written cool. by our very own Major Frank Durache. So yes, so check it out. Go ahead, keep Get going. Get your war cry. Yep. Get this month's war cry, page 26 and 27. National Salvation Army Week was declared by President Dwight Eisenhower in 1954. That's really that's only 74 years after the Salvation Army came to the United States. Which you think about it to go from cuz the Salvation Army came to the United States, junior soldiers out there when I hear you yelling it. 1880, correct. Give yourself a Commissioner Sunbeam Award. If if the Salvation Army came from, from relative obscurity to the United States to being a nationally recognized week in only 74 years, that that's amazing. That's a testimony to the work of the Salvation Army. You can actually see and read the words that President Dwight Eisenhower spoke about the Salvation Army when he uh, made the declaration, and it's very nice, very kind, about how the Salvation Army is for the goodness of all mankind. That's great stuff. So uh, as of today, or this year, if I'm doing my math right, right, we're 68 years. This will be the 68th year of the National Salvation Army Week. Um, and here's a little trick. Here's Uncle Matt. Uncle Matt helping you out, guys, here. I could never remember when National Salvation Army Week was. I knew it was May, and usually the first week of May, but it's one of those like ones that could float around. So here's the trick. Here's the trick. Write this down. It's always follows Mother's Day. Mother's Day is the anchor. By the way, Elizabeth, Major Jamie, did you celebrate your mom's? I was going to say, happy Mother's Day, Major Jamie. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we had a good Mother's Day. Um, it was nice and relaxing. I got some plants from church, which is always a top-notch gift idea. National Houseplant Appreciation. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so whatever, five days after Mother's Day, just know that. Write that in your calendars. Mother's Day is, we always appreciate mothers, and then five days later is National Salvation Army Week. For the so, next five days. What starts other, the day after Mother's Day. What are, what are some of the activities that you've seen happen during National Salvation Army Week? You mentioned it a little earlier, Major Jamie, with like the appreciation of volunteers. What other stuff goes around? Yeah. So again, I think it's a time for where uh, the army is drawing attention to what they're doing in the various, whatever their community is. They're going out and thanking donors, uh, going out and thanking volunteers. Sometimes that's the week when you have like your volunteer appreciation dinners or your annual uh, dinners to, you know, bring people in and just celebrate all that the army has done in the community in that given year. Here at National Headquarters, um, one of the things, this has been going on for a few years, but I think we've only been doing it during National Salvation Army Week for the past maybe two or three years. Um, but we go and there's a little service at the um, Arlington National Cemetery by the grave of uh, General John Pershing, who was the one who kind of 
communicated with Evangel and Booth and allowed the donut girls to go over um, and do their ministry. And so during um, National Salvation Army Week or at the conclusion of National Salvation Army Week, we go and have uh, a little service there, place a wreath at his grave. Um, And so that's just a a nice observance. There's always, uh, you know, last year we had um, a guest from uh, the armed forces who came and shared a little bit about the Salvation Army and Um, what it means to the country and all that kind of stuff. So just my personal opinion, I think that the donut girls probably is what launched the Salvation Army in the United States onto the national mindset, the national platform. I mean, again, the Salvation Army before that, we've always been in these communities for sure over 125 years in most places. But I think it was just that, that simple decision um, that made that just uh, that launched the Salvation Army into the national uh, charity. Now we are a church, but charity uh, known for what it is today to the most American people. So let me ask you this question. I'm going to kind of just flip it up here because National Salvation Army Week is about raising awareness, not of dolphins or lightning, but of what the Salvation Army is doing. So Major Jamie and Elizabeth, let me ask you this question. When you tell people you work at the Salvation Army and listeners out there, you've probably had this same experience. When you tell people you work at the Salvation Army, what is their first response to you when you say you work at the Salvation Army? Elizabeth, how about you? What you go first? You, you're you're walking down the street. Somebody says, "Hey, you! You look like a cool cat. Where do you work?" You say Salvation Army, and then they say, "That's cool." Okay, I like that. <laughs> yeah, some parents really like it. They're like, "Oh, I liked. I used to ring the bell." <laughs> okay, so we have we have first, that's number one is well first off you said there's like an appreciation for what the Salvation Army does mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. a acknowledgement of the good work that we do and then yes. two they went right to kettles yes oh totally okay so most people know the kettles anything else mm-hmm. that they usually say they, they ask me what I do and then I say I do publications like I didn't know they had a publication okay I like that <laughs> I like that all right Major Jamie how about you when you tell people you work at the Salvation Army what do they usually say to you. Well, I can remember distinctly the first, um, like, I guess the time, the first time that I was ever asked, and this was more in conjunction with church. Where do you go to church? I was in the eighth grade in okay. Odessa, Texas. And so I, th- I can't remember what we were talking about in class. It was in um, history class, I think. And so we were talking about something, and I said, I go to church at the Salvation Army. And they were like, do you just push the clothes aside and like set up chairs. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, you're talking about the thrift store. No, that's another thing. Like it's an actual church. So that was the first time that I can remember as a kid kind of being confronted with that. Like people don't necessarily know we're a church, but know like the community efforts and stuff. Um, it's, I'm sure every Salvation Army officer could say that it's always a little bit weird to like know how to classify it when somebody says, what do you do? Um, and then I say, well, I'm a Salvation Army officer. Well, then what does that mean? Well, it means something different everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. True. So a lot of times I just say I work for the Salvation Army. Um, and usually people have, uh, there's always a lot of things to say like, oh, I went there as a kid. I went to the, you know, character building programs or, oh, and I meet those people everywhere. Um, one time I met somebody at the hospital who was a camper at mm. the same camp, um, then, you know, like in randomly, like in Hobby Lobby, a lady saw, I had a jacket, I think with a shield on it. She was like, oh, my grandma was a Salvation Army officer. We hear a lot of things like that, like how they associate or, you know, how they're adjacent to the Salvation Army in some way. So most of the time, 
uh, it's positive. Only maybe once or twice have I gotten like a negative reaction, but you know that you just deal with it and move on. Sure. Okay. So here's the reason I bring this up is because National Salvation Army Week is about again raising the awareness of what the Salvation Army is doing in local communities all over this country every single day. Um, when I just recently went to a conference, a, a, a conference that was attended by Christians, by the church, by the evangelicals, by people who know what the mission of the church is. And as I sat there in uniform, in uh, my Salvation Army uniform, I was talking about the Salvation Army. And even amongst brethren, Christians, evangelicals, they said to me, wow, I didn't know the Salvation Army was a church. I thought you were just a charity. Now, these are our people, right? So here's my question to you. Here's my follow-up, and here's what I want to hear from you uh, at home, listeners. I know sometimes we get like almost maybe a little offended or miffed a little bit or shake our head. Let's say that. At least we shake our head when we when people say, oh, I didn't know the Salvation Army was a church. But here's my question to you. Can that be a good thing? How can that be a good thing that we can do the work of the Lord and not necessarily have the... Um, issue, not issue, mindset of people being like, oh, a church, they're just here to do this. What do you think, Major Jamie? Is it a good thing that the Salvation Army is known for charity more than a church? I don't know that I would call it a good thing. I think it presents opportunity. I like that phrasing. Because then, you know, people's like, oh, I don't know that's a church. And then that's a perfect opportunity to explain to them, you know, why we do what we do, that it's all born out of uh, you know, a love for God and a love for his people and a desire to be God's hands and feet, um, you know, in the world. Um, so I think it's a, it presents, I don't know if I would say it's good. I don't think I would say that it was good. It's good. I don't think it's bad that we're known for our charitable work. I just don't know that I would say it's good that people don't know we're a church, but I do think it presents a good opportunity to us. Um, yeah. And so I think, yeah, there's a there's a lot of reasons. It's always a little surprising to me, and maybe it's just because having grown up in the church, but I always think of the word salvation in church context. Sure. So I always wonder, like, and I've never asked this question before. Maybe the next time it happens to me, maybe I'll ask them, like, what did you think the word salvation was all about? Yeah. Like maybe they just think it's saving, you know, humanity from poverty. Peril, yeah, the perils of humanity. But sure. um to me, like that word salvation is a pretty good indicator, but I also recognize that not everybody was raised in the church. And so maybe they're, they don't, that terminology that seems so churchy to me, isn't true. To everybody. I think you nailed it. Like, I think salvation is a doctrine word, a church word. And most people just don't, you know, equivocate both of those. Yeah, maybe so. It's probably likely that, you know, just... Because that's my experience when I hear the word, that's my first association. But if you're not raised in that or even in a different church context, it just may not be your first thought. That's okay. Uh, Reggie McNeil is a guy that has uh, a speaker that has spoken to uh, lots of different churches, lots of Salvation Armies. And uh, Reggie McNeil said something once. If you ever get a chance to read his books or hear him, totally check it out. Hit us up if you want. Uh, contact information, all that good stuff. But Reggie McNeil once said to the Salvation Army at an event I was listening to, he said, I spend my whole life trying to convince 
other churches to be like the Salvation Army, to love God, but to give a hand to man, to help out practically, serve in those communities where those churches are established. I spend my whole life telling other churches to be like the Salvation Army. And I spend my whole life telling the Salvation Army, stop trying to be like all the other churches in town because you should have a heart to God and a hand to man. So I see it, as you said, an opportunity. And I even see a little bit of goodness. I, I would say it's uh, I, I, maybe good thing. It, you can't say it in black or white, right or wrong, good or bad. But I do think there are opportunities for the Salvation Army to say to to be like we are doing the work we are doing the work. Uh, and like William Booth tells us, nobody's going to listen to you about the gospel if they're hungry, if they're thirsty, if they don't have a place to lay their head at night. You know, meet these needs first, and then uh, people will listen to you about the gospel. And that's what the Salvation Army is doing. So to wrap this up, to get ready to close out this episode, I'm just going to give you guys a few things. So again, National Salvation Army Week is not like, hey, let's start a new program. It's just highlighting what we're already doing in our community. So I'm going to sort of give you, again, these little spiritual state of what's going on in America, spiritual state of our culture, just some facts, just some things out there that I think our listeners need to know about. This is where we are in the United States of America right now. And we can say, what is the Salvation Army doing to address these things? So here's the first one. Let's talk about some physical needs uh, in the culture and in our world. As of today, 40 million Americans are living below the poverty line. One half, half of Americans admit to saying that they are living paycheck to paycheck. You know, Matt, one, do you know, Did when you were putting these stats together, did it say, um, has that increased since the start of the pandemic? I don't know that. I don't know that. Um, but I, I would assume so. If you're living paycheck to paycheck and all of a sudden people are getting furloughed, I mean, that's going to be a massive thing. Right. And I'm just wondering, too, like like we know the cost of living is increasing. Yep. I mean, it's for sure. The uh, cost you of, know, of just basic gas food prices, items going food up. prices. Yep. yep. Everything so, is getting more expensive. So here's my question to our listeners out there. With with the state of the poverty of the things we just read, 40 million Americans in poverty, half of Americans living paycheck to paycheck, what is the Salvation Army doing to meet that need in your community? Hi, that's what we highlight in Salvation Army Week. We are food pantries helping pay rent, utility bills. The thrift stores are there to be able to help people find clothing, furniture, and stuff so that those money can be used for other things. In some places in the Salvation Army, we can help with uh, pharmacy, uh, buying the medicine that people need. Anything else, uh, Major Jamie, that no, you thought of? I'm just thinking of? about programs like Pathway of Hope where we're walking alongside people um, you know, to, to try to do help them in ways that we can to stop this cycle of poverty rather than it being like a kind of a one-time thing. It's a, a, like a walking alongside for an extended period of time to try to address the issues um, that we, that we can help with. Yep. Like there are some things we can't, we can't control the price of gas or the, you know, price of food, but we can use the resources we have to walk alongside people, you know, help them with, you know, education and, you know, all these various kind of things, safe places for your kids to be, you know, oh, all those good. kind of things um, that can that can help end these cycles, I think. Good. Let's look real quick. Uh, what are the programs that the Salvation Army is doing to help with the spiritual state of our culture right now? Here's just, again, a couple of statistics that are out there. We've, we're seeing the rise of the nuns, those who, again, uh, not nuns, N-U-N-S, but nuns, <laughs> N-O-N-E-S. 
Right, rise. I was like, it's, wait, we're it's not the, fighting nuns. It's that the rise <laughs> of the nuns. They're all coming. All you can see is like, uh, you know, like uh, in West Side Story with the yeah. sharks and the jets and they're snapping. And then like on one side, it's the people in Salvation Army uniforms. And on got, the other side, it's nuns. It, not to play up the Catholic school <laughs> like, uh, stereotype, but like they're like got rulers, right? Slapping their hands coming out. So, but no, those, those. Now um, I kind of want to see this. How those do we make Americans, this happen? Those Americans who, uh, who identify as having no religious affiliation or no faith at all that those numbers are continuing to rise actually read this stat the other day that i uh, surprised me to no end one in four americans are now turning to astrology right like your zodiac signs tarot cards jamie and i were just recently at a restaurant where they were doing tarot cards right jamie a fortune telling in the in the back of yeah, the restaurant I had no idea i've been to this restaurant several times before and i've never seen this but i was walking back to the bathroom and then there was a lady in the back doing tarot not cards in the bathroom, for but people yeah, no no not in the bathroom there's a little table back there and i was like what what is happening yeah what is happening right so now this is so this is the spiritual people are trying to find truth from somewhere so what can the salvation army be doing what are we doing in our communities right now that we can highlight to show that we are trying to attack this spiritual problem that we're having. I think our character building programs that we do, our, our youth programs that we do, our outreaches that we have through our boys and girls clubs, through day camps, which help mom and dad with childcare in the summer, our summer camps, um, our holiness meetings. Uh, what other things are thinking of, Major Jamie, that the Salvation Army is already doing to attack the spiritual problems in the country? Well, I mean, I think you you mentioned like all of the, you know. I all took of the all church. of your answers. I'm you sorry, you did. You named all of the programs. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think there's it's a, there's a lot of ways, and even there are even ways you know that aren't what we call overt. It's not like you have to come to this program, but it's just by living out our faith. I think yeah, that's that good. helps people see like, okay, they're you know how do, how are they able to have such hope? Well, we have hope because of Jesus. And so, um, you know, we're able to share when we're out on disaster duty and even those things when we're not, you know, we don't require people to sit in a program or to say they love Jesus in order to get, you know, a cleanup kit at disasters. Right. Um, but when they're in those worst moments and they just need a hug and a shoulder to cry on, uh, or, you know, want somebody to pray with them, we're able to offer that while we're also offering them physical relief. And again, it's nothing that's forced, but when people are open and receptive or, or ask, then we're able to provide just that care and that hope. Living a life that is holy, or let's say as junior soldier promised to help us understand, sometimes we get the best stuff from our kids stuff. Living a life that is pure in thought, word, and deed in this culture will make people say, what is going on there? How can they live with pure thoughts, with pure words. Why aren't they cussing? Why are they doing these things, right? How are they living their lives this way? That So to the culture, we'll take notice of that. And when the world takes notice of that, we have an answer that we do that through because of Jesus and the change that he has brought in our life. All of our programs, all of our programs should be pointing to Jesus. Everything we should do to point to Jesus because poverty will always be with us. Homelessness will always be with us, but when we do these things, we keep pointing to Jesus because um, just saying, oh, look, we fed 32 people this month, and we, but we didn't tell them about Jesus, 
well, we pat ourselves on the back. No, we keep pointing people to Jesus all the time. All right, last thing. Let's just talk really quick. Two stats about the mental health uh, in this country as well. Again, we could talk about all this all day, but we're going to do this. One in five Americans say they're struggling right now with, with mental health thing. One in five. And then um, 10%, at least 10% of the American youth say they are suffering from major depression. 10%. So uh, what can the Salvation Army do to help with... Uh, the mental state that is going on, the mental uh, checkup of the United States. What do you think, Major Jamie? Well, again, I think that offering community um, is a so good start good. or places so where, you know, kids can understand that they're not alone, can combat that loneliness through these programs by building community. But I also think a lot of times Salvation Army has connections in the community where they're able to share resources. So if you have a young person who's going through mental health issues or not even a young person, just a person who's going through uh, mental health issues, a lot of times the Salvation Army will have connections or will be able to find at least connections to help them get help. Um, You know, it's not something that we advertise a whole lot because it's not like that's not our main job is to offer referrals, right? right? But oftentimes just because of the connections we have in the community, they're able to help people with those kind of resources. Yeah. All right. Well, that's National Salvation Army Week. Again, when you hear this, Salvation Army Week will be coming to its conclusion. Um, for more information, definitely just Google National Salvation Army Week. It'll take you to the national website. Also, it will take you, I just did it uh, the other day, Googled it, and it will take you to a host of media articles and things that have been written um, about that. Listen, the media, uh, you know, the national media, the local media is watching the Salvation Army this week um, and letting uh, giving us the chance to highlight our programs. Right? They're not highlighting First Baptist down the street. They're highlighting the Salvation Army for the work that we do. Major Jamie, do you want to hype anything else? Oh, one more time, hype everybody about, about the War Cry article that's coming out. Yeah, I would just say, uh, again, this month's May's edition of the War Cry, um, you know, right there on the mag- the cover of the magazine, it says a heart like Jesus. And really that's what we're trying to do is to serve with a heart like Jesus to be his hands and feet. But then, you know, in there, there's a um, a little article on what National Salvation Army Week is. Um, just all kinds of great stuff in this um, edition. There's some um, there's a story in there about a volunteer and kind of what he learned through his experience um, as a volunteer. Just all kinds of goodness. So check it out. Make sure you check it out. Stop by your local Salvation Army or go to thewarcry.org. Um, you can see the the articles there. Good what stuff. A, what a plug. All right, Major Jamie, you want to ask us our last question? Yeah, absolutely. So every week we try to ask this question or every edition, every episode. What do we call these things? Every episode <laughs> we, we ask this question. Edutainment. What, yeah, what is bringing you joy? Who wants to go first this week? I'll go first. Um, Jamie and I had the opportunity to go to the Orange Conference. And at the Orange Conference, we had the opportunity to uh, have a booth set up for Peer Magazine, just raising awareness, cha-ching, of uh, <clears throat> of Peer Magazine and what it's doing. Just not, not just Salvation Armies, but it's available for anybody in the world uh, to take it. So just the fact that – I mean we, we probably passed out close to 500 Peer Magazines. Um, t-shirts, bags, mugs, all the stickers, people 
people love Peer Magazine. And it's not just, these are people outside of the Salvation Army who had never heard of it before. So we had the opportunity just to have, Jamie, what would you say, hundreds of conversations with people? Yeah, it was a lot. So much to the fact that I, at one point I was like, I, my throat, I think, is about to give out. I've talked to so many people <laughs> in this <laughs> arena. So, um, but yeah, it was just great to to meet so many people. And then when you say, you know, oh, this is a Gen Z magazine put out by the Salvation Army, people are like, oh, like uh, they recognize the Salvation Army name. And then they're like, oh, I had no idea. One of the coolest things I think was we met um, a lady a young lady who actually worked for the company who helped design Peer when it first launched. So she recognized um, some of the like some of the logos and some of the art, uh, graphic arts Graphics, and stuff. Yeah. She was like, "I designed that." She was like, "It's so cool to be able to see that you know it's here and that it's reaching people and to see the the finished product." She had worked on you know some of the little just individual pieces, but to be able to see the whole thing, you know, in one piece, she was so excited and so it was fun to. Um, you know, just to talk to her for a few minutes and her experience on that side of peer. So it was, it was good. We had a lot of fun. Elizabeth, what's giving you joy? (laughs) There's a word, which I don't get to use every day, but I love it when I get the chance. Totes. Okay. And I'm not meeting a handbag. I'm talking like (laughs) slang for totally. I You do have to explain that. You do have to explain I, I, I well, know what you meant, but there are some other people. There are some baby boomers who listen who probably are like, why is she talking I mean, about my Earth Day tote bag from PBS? No, I'm just, you asked me a question. Ask me, ask me any question. Uh, is today Monday? Totes. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> that so fun? <laughs> it's so fun. I love it. It's just one word can give people yeah, joy. Totes. Look at that. That's right. All right, just Major Jamie, happy. land the plane. What's giving you joy? I know. I think we all know because you've tipped your hand twice this episode (laughs) about what it's going to be. Yes. So the ability to be um, just to be outside enjoying nature. We've gotten to travel around a lot in the last month. In fact, we were traveling almost the entire month of April. Um, And so we've been all over the country in the Pacific Northwest and um, in the great state of Texas and in Illinois and all vastly different places. weather patterns (laughs) in all of those places we went from 80 degrees to the next day that was in texas um then we got to illinois and it was snowing um but the sun is coming out and i've planted my little herb garden is out in the back of the house we're tending to that um so just being able that's one of the ways that i connect with god and get recharged is through spending time in nature and so i love this time of year when i can finally go outside and you know, be in nature without freezing, <laughs> freezing myself. You may have noticed that this episode has come out a little bit late and that's because the three of us have all been on the hustle and grind traveling. So, yeah. uh, yeah, but we are glad to be back. So anything else, Elizabeth, Major Jamie, you want to say about National Salvation Army Week before we shut her down? No, just getting use this opportunity to get in contact with your local Salvation Army, see what's going on, how you can be a part of it. Um, I promise they will not turn turn you down when you say, how can I help? How can I be a part of what the Salvation Army is doing uh, in my community? Love the Lord and love your neighbor. That's what the Salvation Army is about. That's going to end this episode of the Battleline Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Battleline wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out the Peer website at peermag.org or follow Peer on all the socials at peer.magazine. Until next time. This has been the Battleline Podcast. Bye, everybody. 
See ya.